Hello and welcome to Moving Line Prop Drop Show. Prop Drop presented by BetSperts. Download the BetSperts app today. You can track your bets there. Lots of great stuff coming in 2022. I'm Ryan Noonan, joined by two of my favorite fellow prop DGens. As always, first is my man Connor Allen. Connor, what's going on, buddy? Not too much. I'm not rocking the backdrop still. I am, you know, on the road right now and maybe for the foreseeable future. But uh, according to our listener here, you know, Daniel Rivera, uh, I was not the one having issues leading up to the show. We were having a deep heart-to-heart conversation about uh, how great the show is. So, you know what? Uh, suck it, Dan. <laughs> you know, people plucking our bets. That's okay. People plucking our bets. That's part of the business. Uh, it, you know, we're flattered that, uh, you know, groups out there are um, using our picks for their content. I think that that's, you know, good for them. Um, I think that you can come be a part of the group at 4 for 4 and you get the number before it moves and, uh, you know, save yourself some time. Again, as always, hitting in the third spot, uh, ready to drive us in. And when we get on, you know, Connor you know, leads off. He's, uh, you know, bunts his way on to first, um, you know, up, <laughs> I'll take a pitch here and there. Not afraid to walk my way on a second so that prop stars can drive us home. What's going on, buddy? What's up, Ryan Connor? Great to see you. My mom always told me that imitation is the highest form of flattery. So, yeah, to me, that is a good sign if that is the case. Furthermore, what would you guys say if I told you that my backdrop was actually a backdrop and uh, that bear (laughs) was digital or was not real? Would you guys be freaked out? Um, well, so typically in the digital backgrounds, you can see yeah. a little bit of like moving. Um, if it was something animated where that bear came to life, that'd be pretty badass. Um, yeah. That happens after hours. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it does. I'm sure a lot of things happen after hours uh, out there in the garden. So, oh, man. Uh, should be. Uh, we'll have to have that as a, you know, an after hour show after dark, prop drop after dark for some, uh, for some, you know, in the playoffs, we get close to the Super Bowl. So, All right, uh, wherever you are listening or watching, we appreciate it. Hopefully you're watching here on YouTube live. Uh, This is, again, our second show of the week. We do the Wednesday game-by-game stuff. We're rounding into form here. cannot believe we're at week 17 that we are almost done with this this grind. I will miss NFL props. But, again, we're still in the NBA streets, uh, so you can check that out at 444. Uh, Hit our show notes, 444.com slash plans. You can access our NBA stuff here through the end of February, and then we'll flip it again. Uh, Right now we're massively discounted because of the way that our calendar works is that we stop, uh, you know, February 28th, pick back up with our new year in March. So um, you can start up again on March 1st, get a sub at 444. That's going to take you again through the next February. So I'll be looking out for that. We'll start to hit you with some of that stuff to remind you that it's coming. If your subscription is dying, uh, we want to make sure that you are up and running because we are in the NBA streets. Prop drop uh, or prop stars himself is in our discord firing off props a couple times a week. So you want to check that out as well so uh we are still dealing with a little bit of the COVID stuff right like it's a little limited and we're getting a little bit that's kind of why we push this to today where we're on a saturday instead of on a friday like we typically are because books are very hesitant we still have all this new loophole where there's the five-day rule instead of the 10-day rule so we have some guys that maybe popped up on COVID lists on monday and tuesday and you know carson Wentz, for instance and now they're activated and they're going to be you know ready to go so the book's we're waiting until we have all that information, probably till Sunday morning, uh, where we get like the full release of stuff. So, I know that I have a couple of spots that I want to share that aren't even things that we've made, you know, bets yet because they're not out there. Uh, but we do have a few each, 
And then as always, our favorite part is getting to your listener questions as well. Producer Sal has a couple from the prop drop tool, uh, which is rolling uh, our prop tool on, on four, four, you know, Sal has just been picking winners off of that bad boy for uh, 16 weeks. So I'm sure he's going to keep it going for 17 here. So uh, again, in limited fashion, we typically have been doing four each. I think we kind of have three, um, you know, two or three, and then we'll just do our best in handling your questions. Uh, so Connor, kick us off. What is the first prop for you uh, on brand and one that I uh, tailed as well? Yeah. So um, one quick thing here that I thought was interesting about the COVID thing with the new five-day rule and something I mentioned on our Wednesday show and has actually panned out here in this instance and something that worked out. is So basically with the new five-day rule, regardless of your vaccination status, as soon as you test positive, you have five days and you can be activated from the COVID list uh, without another test. And all you have to do is self-report your symptoms. So uh, my first play here is Zach Wilson under 203 and a half, uh, 203 and a half passing yards. I, we play this at 210 um, kind of midweek, but now we're looking like Jamison Crowder is like doubtful. Elijah Moore was not activated off of the list. Uh, you know, Corey Davis is not there. So he's basically throwing a no one. We've seen how it's performed the last few weeks. Now he gets a pretty strong Tampa Bay secondary. And where I say this panned out in terms of the COVID list, Jamel Dean and Sean Murphy Bunting were both added to the COVID list early in the week. But, um, you know, with the way the rule works, uh, my take is basically like none of these guys, unless they're truly, truly sick, like they're not going to say that they're feeling anything. So, like they're always going to play, um, for better or worse. So I think at this point, like they're they're good to go, and I think that's kind of my rule going forward. Is if they can play, unless they're like hospitalized, they're like going to play. It's a good point, though. You know, you mentioned it on Wednesday. Um, I talked about how you know I took an early spot where I got tipped off on the Carson Wentz news about a half an hour before it went out there. <laughs> um, took a position on the Raiders at Raiders plus seven. Wentz got announced. Um, out or, you know, COVID, it it dropped quickly and then came off the board. And then maybe an hour later, they came out with a new protocol saying that it'd be the five days self-reporting instead of the 10 and then ballooned right back up quickly. And, you know, here I was thinking we got some early action. We're feeling pretty good about ourselves. You know, the, the group moved on the Raiders plus seven. And then within 24 hours, it's back up at minus seven because everyone knows to Connor's point, you'd have to be really, really, really sick at this point to like kind of tap yourself out and be like, well, I can't make it. So I mean, you guys said for like, just like, like broken bones and like yeah. torn ACLs. Like you're telling me that they feel like a little sick, like the flu and they're not going to play. Like, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Canders is with us too. hammered Vegas uh, after the went. I mean, that was so quick, you know, our group got it ahead of time and, yeah, like you said, it's new world. The the route the the goalposts are moving uh, in in live time. So uh, yeah, it's Connor's point. Like, yeah, there might be something to be said for these guys not practicing, right? So like, they have been maybe especially someone maybe unvaccinated that has maybe feeling the symptoms a little bit more and is going to come in. We saw it last week, like with Tyreek, right? Like he played, uh, but then admitted like he's fatigued as he could possibly be he wasn't himself and like so you maybe see some performance things those might be some stuff to be looking at as we kind of see some late things pop here maybe some guys that are late actives that we thought maybe weren't going to be coming up maybe we are you know reluctant on them kind of meeting their ceiling performance so we'll go from there we'll take it but i think that that's a good point you know this this uh this news is just we're having to always adjust and change so uh we'll do the best that we can here uh my first prop of the week is you know, a little 
perfect combination, I think, of uh, matchup and narrative and then skill. Uh, Cooper Cup, over 106.5 receiving yards. Uh, this is readily available out there. I got minus 115 on DraftKings. I know it's wild. We've, I think, maybe one other time advised taking a receiving prop over 100 yards because there are so many outs for this to go poorly. But uh, it's kind of all of those things at once, right? So we know the narrative is around Cooper Cup. 18 catches, 231 yards shy of the single-season record, and he's 266 yards away from 2,000, which has obviously never been done. And everyone on the team knows it. They seem to be motivated to help him get there. Um, he is top this in eight of 10, which is incredible. Like we know that he has a streak of 14 straight, uh, 90 plus yard receiving games, which is absolutely wild. And now it's this perfect spot against a Raven secondary that has allowed the highest rate of explosive pass plays on the season, 12%, which is 2%, 2.5% higher than anyone else, which is significant. And then just raw number of explosive plays as well, 68 they've allowed. So uh, I know it's tough. You know, there are a lot of outs for how 106 yards can go wrong, but absolutely love Cooper Cup here and think it's a great spot against their really bad. And a game that they need to win too. So we don't have to worry about any of those things. Yeah. And the whole team's talking about it. Like Odell yeah. was talking about it. He's like, I'm excited for him. You know, like, I mean, they're they're going to try. Like even, especially if the game gets like in that like seven to 10 point range, I think they're yeah. like, he's going to be like, designing plays for cup just to get him the ball like every play when someone in your position group is talking about trying to get you there like that is an extra thing right there's like especially a guy like odell who we think yeah. maybe has a little <laughs> yeah. ego like this is he's like no we need to get this dude not just 231 we need to get him 266 we need to set a new record at, at 2000 yards so pretty cool and i think you know again like i think there's some of it they'd love to be able to get in there at 16 so that they you know again that's obviously a crazy number but uh, I think that they're going to feed Cooper Cup, and I think that the Ravens are in trouble trying to stop him. They were without, you know, we know all the injuries. They have COVID issues now too. Like one of their only guys that's been a starter at any point this season went on COVID yesterday. So like they are literally rolling out like the backup of the backup. So feel pretty good about that one. Uh, Alex, what is your first one? Yeah, my first one is DeAndre Swift over 24 and a half receiving yards. I caught this uh, about an hour. This came out before we came on air. You can get this at minus 115 on DraftKings. I was really surprised to see uh, a receiving prop for Swift under 30 yards. Uh, in my opinion, this number is just way too low for him. Uh, Swift is making his return after a two-week absence. He has been practicing in full all week. I also read a quote from Dan Campbell who said he plans to cut Swift loose. So I fully anticipate him receiving a full workload. I've talked about this at length. I don't typically play running back receptions prop. I feel like there's a lot of inherent volatility in them. But Swift, in my opinion, is one of those rare running backs that has a fairly high floor and is one of the more dynamic receiving backs in the NFL. Uh, in his first seven games, he had at least 41 receiving yards in all of them. Uh, he eclipsed this total in his first seven games as well. He was averaging 55 receiving yards per game. Then Jamal Williams suffered an injury. Swift kind of transitioned to more of a traditional running back role. He started carrying the ball a lot between the tackles. He had that one outlier game where he had like 30-something uh, carries as well. Uh, Jamal Williams is back healthy in the mix. So I'm I'm banking on Swift kind of assuming that role. 
of a pass catching back, playing on third downs, two-minute drill, passing downs, etc. This is also an excellent matchup on paper. The Seahawks have allowed the most receiving yards to opposing running backs by a gigantic margin as well. They've given up 1,000 yards to the position. Uh, that's 66 yards per game. The next worst team is the Jets, who've surrendered 832 yards. Uh, so the Seahawks are obviously very, very vulnerable to opposing receiving running backs. Uh, I, I just feel like this line is honestly a gift for a player of Swiss talent and skill set, an A-plus matchup. I know Tim Boyle is behind center, but I feel like he's going to check the ball down a ton. I talked about last week with Cortland Sutton how I could just kind of blindfold myself with a player of his skill and talent level at a number this low. I feel the same way with DeAndre Swift with his receiving line at this number. I will live and I will live and die with the result at 25 yards when this guy's like average over 40 throughout his career. He's one of the best receiving running backs in the NFL. So yeah, I just think this is a great number for him. Uh confession. I know Dan's watching it in the chat. I bet this, but I didn't make an official play. I didn't want to get sh- <laughs> I bet it. I saw it with Susan. I got 23 and a half. Uh, same, like, again, very marginal to your point because there's so much variance in these spots. But I feel like all the reasons you said, it's a great matchup. They also talked about, like, they're going to rest him next week, which is kind of strange. So, like, they're going to go all in on, like, getting him some touches and, and back in this week and – yeah, it's, I think weather's going to be an issue up there too. And yeah, so good spots. Uh, I bet it, but I didn't uh, make it a play because yeah, they've just been, they've been rough this season. So, yeah. and yeah, so like shop it out there. I know like right there, Alex puts it out there and then it can move instantaneously. It's out there at a few different spots with some, you know, varying juice um, that I'm seeing right now. So depending on your books that you have available, uh, take a look. So yeah, Will yeah. Hill went up to 29 and a half as you were talking. So Love it. Who's who's the mole? Who's the mole in the chat? The show's <laughs> called Move the Line, guys. Like I don't That's know what. I, I, like, you find you, the mole in the chat. You get free four for four swag. How about that? Yeah, you signed up for Move the Line. Like this is what I heard. Doing. His name's PootyCon in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> um, Noonan, you want to go next? Is my next two are uh, correlated? Um, sure. So I'm just I'll fire off both of mine together. If you want to go next, yeah. Okay. Um, reminder too. Again, like uh, we'll get to the point of the, when we're done sharing, we're going to handle some of your stuff in the chat and questions. So fire off any questions that you have, things that you're considering, um, you know, guys that maybe aren't even up there because I'm going to have a, a list of a couple that I'm interested in sharing as well that I you know want you to keep an eye on. And, you know, so if you have any of those situations too, uh, you know, put them in the chat and we will circle back and get to that. Uh, my other one, uh, another one that I have is in, the same game as the previous one that I gave is Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle over 60, I think it's 69 and a half now, 69 and a half rushing yards. Um, I got a 68 and a half at Caesars earlier um, yesterday. So take a look and shop your books. I think it's just rare that we, we see a spot where it's probably pretty reasonable, honestly, to project a back to handle a hundred percent of the snaps or at least touches. And I think that's what we have here with, with Sony. We have, uh, Gerald Henderson on the IR. We got Jake Funk and Buddy Howell, who are basically like special teams guys. Uh, they're going to be the only active backs behind him. The Cam Makers thing is a great story and pretty cool, but I don't think he's going to be active this week. I don't think he starts eating into Sony Michelle's role here. Again, they need this game. You know, we're still playing for the division and for seeding. And he's been kind of the man of late. So the last four games since he's taken over as the lead back, 22 and a half carries per game. 106 yards per game. Um, they're near touchdown favorites, as we talked about earlier. 
And so we're looking at a floor, I think, of like 18 to 20 carries here in what should be positive game scripts. They're five and a half, six-point favorites on the road. I know, as we talked about earlier with Cooper Cup, this is a pass-funnel defense. But I think with the sheer volume that he's going to make up for by not coming off the field, if he does get 18 to 20 carries, 60 and a half threshold is not very high for him to to top here. So uh, I like Sony Michelle quite a bit here. Uh, and again, I don't think the juice is uh, is is a problem. Anywhere under 70 yards, I feel very, very confident in this play. Like Any that. Sony love? No, I like that. I, I've looked at this a bunch. I think that it's I think it's a good play. I don't know. I, I've been debating on hugging it in our Discord. So I think yeah, I it's still there. Yeah. It's a good look there. Yeah. Uh Connor, hit us with your uh your next two that are correlated. Yeah, so this this kind of sucks, but I look. I just looked at FanDuel again, and uh, both of them, you know, have moved a good bit since. Uh, like, I posted both of these, you know, five minutes ago in our Discord, and now they just got posted on FanDuel. And now they're both, you know, a couple of yards off here. But I'll, I'll fire them anyway. I think they're both still playable at the current price. So I like Aaron Rodgers under two hundred and fifty-eight and a half passing yards on FanDuel right now. AJ Dillon over. Looks like it's up to forty-nine and a half passing yards or rushing yards right now. They're, again, those these two are correlated. This game is expected to be in the negative degrees right now, or at least in the in the low, you know, single digits. Um, Sean Mannion is in a QB for Kirk Cousins. The Packers are double digit favorites at home. Uh, the Vikings can't stop the run. Uh, I just don't see a way. I, I, I just don't see a way where the Packers decide to go pass heavy here and really emphasize that. So I think that both of these are actually have a good chance of hitting, and they're also not mutually exclusive. So like you know, even if Aaron Rodgers somehow throws three 80-yard bombs, like A.J. Dillon could still hit and even out here. Um, but again, I think they're both kind of set up that they're in a good spot to both hit here with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Rodgers under. Um, looking at Chris Allen actually does a great for, for uh, weather breakdown where he looks at, you know, kind of how similar situations have panned out in the past. So there's been 25 different um, quarterbacks who played in games where it's been negative degrees, and just seven of those 25 have uh, cracked 250 passing yards. Um, so I like the under there a good bit. And I just don't think that the volume is going to be there. Like Rodgers could realistically attempt maybe like 20 passes the entire game. So um, again, the Viking secondary isn't good, but like, I mean, that's just, so, he has to be so, so efficient for that to happen. Uh, and I really think that they lean on the run here with AJ Dillon and some Aaron Jones as well. Yeah, absolutely love it. One of the ones that I am dying for is Sean Mannion props. I like absolutely cannot wait to get my hands on some Sean Mannion props. This is, this will be his third career start. Ironically, all in week 17, which yeah, I guess kind of makes sense. Uh, his career high is 169 yards. And now we have the spot where like it's going to be slow. Like you said, the weather is going to be an issue. Um, you know, we're getting pounded right now in Chicago. I know Green Bay is getting the same thing, but just probably a little bit worse. Um, and it's supposed to be like a high of nine degrees with like negative wind chills. It is going to be a rough spot for, for Sean Mannion. So I love all the reasons that you love those plays. And uh, it was my hunch when you were putting them in there. Cause I started refreshing and I'm like FanDuel, what popped on FanDuel yep. and uh, I was ready to go. So good stuff. Um, what, did, what else you got for us, Alex? Oh, oh, there you go. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. My next play is I want to preface by stating that I actually think that this can, uh, 
it's it's a little crazy that we're all in on all these Rams props, but I'll explain why I think this one can actually um, hit, even if Co- Cooper Cup and Sony Michelle, which are Ryan's plays as well, go over. But yeah, it's Odell Beckham over forty nine and a half receiving yards. Uh, R- Ryan laid it up. I'm going to elaborate on a little more. Baltimore is extremely vulnerable through the air right now. They are dead last in EPA allowed per rush, eighteenth in pass rush grade. 27th in, in uh, coverage grade as well. We saw Joe Burrow's just explosion against them last week. The Ravens have now allowed as many 15-yard-plus passes as the Jets, which is tying them for most in the NFL. Uh, we talked about the injuries that they are facing in their secondary. I believe their, their top 11 defensive backs to start the season, 10 of them are uh, you know injured on injury reserve or on the COVID list. Um, so, yeah, I really feel like this could be potentially a spike week for Odell Beckham. Uh, so he has a 7.3 yards per target since joining the Rams, which is not great for a 14.1 average depth of target. But that is mostly an indicator of target depth. Um, his target per route run is more stable. He's earning targets on 20% of his routes, which is really good for a 14.1 A dot. What that means basically is he is running routes down the field and he is being targeted at a fairly high rate. Now he's going to face a defense that just cannot stop downfield targets. So this is just the perfect recipe for him to have a spike week and he does not need a bump in volume to do so. He can be a Efficient with five or six targets and easily eclipse this number and uh, what it's just an ideal matchup. He's averaging 6.6 targets since joining the team. He's had at least seven targets in three or five games. Uh, yeah, just after seeing what Joe Burrow did to this Baltimore secondary, who might even be in worse shape this week. Uh, yeah, Stafford's going to have similar success, in my opinion. Baltimore 30th in passing DVOA. They're giving up over almost 190 yards per game to the wide receiver position as well. Also, looking at Stafford's targets, they're very condensed as well. Like outside of Cooper Cup, who's like the 1A, 1B, 1C, uh, it's pretty much Odell Beckham, a little bit of Van Jefferson, and that's pretty much it. A little bit of Tyler Higby mixed up there. So, yeah, the, there's a lot of targets that are still available for Odell, even with Cooper Cup getting these monster target shares. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just really feel like this has spike week written all over. I've been encouraged by most of what I've seen from Odell since joining the Rams. I think he's still got a lot of juice left in the tank. I think he's going to feast in this matchup. Uh, and I previously mentioned it's not going to require a bump or a spike in targets for him to do so. He can do so basically getting his floor, which is, you know, five to six targets. He can easily turn those into 50-plus yards in this match. Up. So, yeah, I really love it up Beckham this weekend. Yeah, not going to take much, even though, you know, you're going to see double teams. They did it last week where they were trying to, like, you know, double team and take guys away. Like, Cooper Cup will be seeing double teams at times. Um, and, but Baltimore runs a ton of man. Like, you're going to leave single coverage man on Odell. If he doesn't need a lot of targets to get there. So, uh, I think it's still very, very, very much in play. And um, I don't think it's uh, – I don't think it correlates poorly necessarily with uh, with what Cooper Cup has going on. So and we also saw like every single Cincinnati skill position player, whether it was you know CJ Uzma down to obviously T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Um, yeah. 
yeah, uh, Jamar Chase all went over their totals in this matchup versus this Baltimore secondary. So, yeah, easily the same thing can transpire. Even if Cooper Cup, you know, has a 150-yard receiving game, there is plenty of uh, feasting for Odell Beckham um, to have. So, yeah, I love this spot for him. We're talking about the weather in, in Green Bay as a concern and why Connors plays makes so much sense. It, there's going to be like – it's going to be like 60 in Baltimore. Like it's going to be like fine, even though it's an outdoor game in December. Like we don't have any – weather concerns there so that's not something that we need to be, it's something we need to start to consider at this time of year it's not going to be an issue in this spot so i think that that is worth noting as well um my last one so I, we talk about it um because it's moved a little bit uh, it's kind of why we were late we were talking about this is you know it, it um you know, maybe got steamed elsewhere a little bit right after it was chuba hubbard uh i took it at under 40 and a half rushing yards on chuba um so it is out there right now there's like, a 38 and a half on DK right now. Okay. Caesars Caesars has a 37 and a half. Um, yeah. So I think that's still, I would try to take the, the least amount of juice as possible. Um, so like a 38 and a half, I think is still in play. It's we're getting close though, but um, the play makes sense to me because it's just, it's, it's a bad matchup against a, a really good run D right. So the saints are the top ranked run D in the league. Uh, according to EPA per play, according to success rate, according to Football Outsiders, run DDVOA. And uh, Next Gen Stats has a um, rushing yards over expectation metric that measures running back efficiency. And poor Chuba is dead last. Uh, no one has done uh, less <laughs> with more opportunities than Chuba Hubbard has this season. So uh, he has four games in a row since – CMC went down that he has been the lead back and he has averaged uh, 22 yards per game in those contests. So again, like if, if Chuba, a bull case for Chuba would be probably at home as a favorites, which I don't know how many teams that works right now for the Panthers. They are like seven point road dogs, you know, in new Orleans, who's terrific against the run. It's just a really bad spot. Um, Their offensive line is beat up injuries and COVID it just is a, a really bad spot, which I'm okay still going down to say 37 and a half, 38 and a half on Chuba, uh, even though the 40 and a halfs are dead. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't do a 40 and a half with massive juice. I'd much rather you take maybe a yard or two under. Um, he's not topped 40 even in a game since week eight. There's been a lot of like he had six carries for nine yards last week. Um, he very much could have, you know, uh, close to 10, be high 20s here. So. Not a good spot for Chuba. I've been waiting for that one to drop, and uh, that dropped about an hour before we went live. So, uh, and thank yeah. you to the other groups that are taking it uh, and steaming it. We appreciate it. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be. I'm tailing this, by the way. I like it. Never, never hard to sell me on fading a running back playing the Saints. That has been a uh, plus EV spot all season. Their mm-hmm. rush defense is just for real. We see it on a weekly basis the only team i feel like that's really had success on the ground against them has been the eagles obviously they have a very mobile quarterback leading the rushing uh so yeah just i think this is a great spot as well to fade chuba who like you said has been awfully inefficient right there with miles gaskin in my opinion for uh one of the worst starting running backs or at least uh you know when he when he's been starting just completely ineffective so yeah i think this is a great spot too right sweet um couple others that I want. I don't know if you guys have anything that you want to share. A couple other spots that I want. I have a few listed as well. I have a couple okay. spots too. Oh, cool. Go ahead, Alex. What do you got? So, yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh, some Mark Andrews props. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big kind of narratives we've heard all week has been, you know, all the various incentives that are being 
you know, discuss whether it's Antonio Brown. I, I gave out a touchdown prop of his. Obviously, he's looking iffy if he's going to play. But I do feel like if he suits up, very likely to get a full complement of snaps. In that scenario, Tom Brady is going to be looking for him in the end zone. Uh, there's, you know, lots of incentives built in. We, we've got guys going for personal records. Cooper Cup, I feel like that factors into, you know, Ryan's play as well. So, yeah, uh, one of the ones that, uh, that hasn't been discussed uh, is Mark Andrews. So he needs 15 yards to break the Ravens single season uh, yardage record for a tight end. He needs 11 catches to set the Ravens season record as well. He only needs 230 yards to break the NFL record for most yards by a tight end in a season. Uh, He needs 24 catches to set the NFL single season tight end record. So Mark Andrews is having quietly, in my opinion, a historically great season. I mean, I mean, when he's like a Ravens fan or fantasy football player would obviously attest to this, but yeah, you're not, you don't typically hear him when you, you know, think of like the Travis Kelsey's and the George Kittles of the world. But yeah, this guy has been absolutely dominant this year. He is going to break quite a few records, obviously some Ravens single season records. So yeah, there are a lot of things in play for him. Uh, I also feel like watching Tyler Huntley, if he ends up starting, uh, look to really, really favor Mark Andrews as well. Oh, so yeah, yeah I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what we get. If we're getting a five and a half reception line, which I'm expecting. I don't think it would be quite six and a half, uh, considering I don't think Mark Andrews ever had that line. I think five, he's only maybe a couple times he's ever had five and a half or maybe never has had five and a half. I usually think it's between four and a half and three four and a half. half. It's four and a half right now. No, usually it's four and a half. Yeah, you know, usually it's four and a half. Yeah, it's always four and a half. I've seen it as low as three and a half just a couple of times. But yeah, I think five and a half is definitely a great play. Um, when that line does drop, especially if you can get it uh, relatively not used to potentially, you know, plus odds on it. So, yeah, I'm going to look at the yardage, too, if we're getting it uh, in between 55, 60 as well. So, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to some Mark Andrews props. Love it. Yeah. Connor and I would like some Mark Andrews this week too. We'll take some, we, we got him on our uh, FFPC team. That's uh, we're close. live. We're, we're live. We're sitting, close. Sitting in we're... like the twenties and you know, Mark Andrews has been an anchor, you know? Yeah. And same with Jalen Waddle, you know, um, when you can get that production at tight end, it's uh, such an advantage in fantasy as well. When you have this steady floor as high as Mark Andrews and spike weeks, like he's had. Yeah. yeah. He's a baller. Um, but yeah, I have like, I don't know. I have like 10 written down. How many do you have? I can go rattle them off real quick if you want. Yeah, I got a handful too. I probably have like six or seven. I bet uh, my guess is we have at least two or three that are overlap. Yeah. Okay. So um, Russell Wilson under and pass attempts. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anything above 30, I think the under on that. Uh, I don't trust the yards. It's at 235 because I think that, frankly, the Detroit secondary is so, so bad that like, uh, you know, he could easily crush it. But uh, with the weather concerns and Tim Boyle starting and, you know, like all that, I think they go massively run heavy. So I like the under on the yards, but I'm really waiting for the attempts. I think, yeah. I just don't think he attempts more than 30 passes. Um, I took, I think Dare Agumawale receiving overs are interesting as the primary pass catcher um, playing from behind against the Patriots is interesting. Uh, David Montgomery rushing overs. I, I looked at, they're probably not, they're probably a little too high. They're like 70 right now. A little high um, on FanDuel, yeah. Rushing, rushing attempts though, I think are very much in play there. Um, Gabriel Davis overs, uh, looking at those potentially as with Emmanuel Sanders likely out. Um, you're looking at Gabriel Davis being like the clear number two. Um, Devin Singletier, Terry Carey's just dominated uh, rushing work uh, the past few weeks. Again, I don't know any of these numbers. I'm just listing you things that you yeah. have. The number has to be right, but these are all things that I'm looking for. Um, Daryl Williams receiving yards uh, as well. 
Um, you know, as the with a CEH out, I think that that could be interesting. Moali Cox overs. Jack uh, Doyle missed last week towards the end of the game, and Moali Cox ran a season high in routes and uh, saw four targets. I think Doyle uh, came back to practice on did Friday. Did he come back? Okay. Yeah, I was I was scratch. looking at I was looking at Moali for DFS purposes, and yep. um, so we'll wait and see. We don't know yet, but I, if uh, you know, that's one we have to wait for tomorrow. Yeah, and then I got two more Philly rushing overs. Those are a good one. I'm waiting for that on points bet for Philly and San Francisco of rushing attempts overs. Yes. Um, I mean, those are going to just annihilate. So Trey Lance props too on rushing attempts, I think are yes. awesome. Uh, and then maybe Mac Jones unders. I'm seeing 222 right now. I don't know. It's close. I mean, the, the Jags D is so bad, but they're 17 point favorites. Like he could throw for 200 passing yards in the first half and not throw a single attempt the entire second half. So uh, I don't know. I yeah. have Mac unders written down um, attempts, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe that's the better play, similar to Russ. Um, definitely Lance rushing attempts over. Um, attempts are more appealing to me than, than yards, even on, on Trey Lance. But I, I, I probably have interest in both. But I love the team overplay on points bet. If we could do that, we've done that with the with the Eagles, just as, you know, regardless of who gets the carries, it's just a team over, you know, uh, yards that you can points bet. I think that's a, a terrific play. Um, Foster Moreau has been pretty solid, uh, and they're playing the Colts, you know, nice controlled environments, and the Colts give up a ton. League high, nine and a half uh, passing attempts per game to the tight end position. They just play a lot of soft cover two zone that allows things over the middle. So um, receptions probably more so than yards. If I can find that on Foster Moreau would probably be a play. I hit this last week. I'm going to go again. Braxton Berrios receptions. Uh, you know, I had no interest in Braxton Berrios yards because last week it was five catches for 37 yards, but the reception number was three and a half. It's probably three and a half again. Again, there's, in, a, there's a four and a half out in FanDuel right now. Um, on Berrios? Yeah, Barry. Yeah. I don't know what, what the juice is. Let me see. It dropped this morning. No, oh, they, I didn't. They just took all the props off. Not in our tool. Yeah, I got nothing. It's gone. Okay. It was like minus one ten when I saw it. I'd hit that to be honest. Like, what? It's nothing else. Like they might have both their tight ends on the COVID list. Right. Um, no Tyler Croft. No yeah. uh, Ryan Griffin's like. Keelan Cole and Denzel Mims and Braxton Berrios. And Correct. he's obviously soaking up all those uh, slot snaps. That's like the only success that Zach Wilson has is throwing to the slot. So yeah, he's yeah. probably going to get double digit targets and very low a dot. So Correct. he might make you wait till the fourth quarter to get it, but that's okay. Like I can wait till he did last week too at three and a half and then, you know, caught like three in, in absolute garbage time. So, you know, we can, we can do that again on, on Berrios. Um, Chase Edmonds, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We're waiting on James Conner status, but like Chase Edmonds, uh, you know, combined yards. He he crushed um, as a receiver last week for Kyler. Um, so Edmonds could be really nice if James Conner is out. And Zach Ertz receptions as well. Uh, Zach Ertz is is basically being funneled targets. Um, not super interested. I know his yards are out there. It's like fifty four and a half or something. Like that. That's a little high for me. But if it's I can too get, dusty. yeah, he's too dusty for like big plays. But I think there's just going to be enough volume where, you know, a three and a half or even a four and a half, if maybe at plus money, I wouldn't mind sprinkling on. So, uh, yeah, and Sean Mannion, like I said, Sean Mannion is is one I'm, I'm ready to go for. 
Yeah, I, I just want to touch on Connor mentioned uh, Devin Singletary props. I had Singletary as a play, actually. I pivoted out of it just because his prop was released like 45 minutes before we came on air. I just wanted a little bit more time uh, for this one in the lab. But just looking at what Singletary or what's happened in Buffalo's backfield over the last three weeks, uh, he has completely taken over as the lead back in Buffalo, um, pretty much playing – Every single snap, every single down. He's also eclipsed his number at 73 and a half, his combined rushing and receiving. Um, he's been really involved as a pass catcher. He's had double digit carries in three straight weeks. He's been effective. He's got a good matchup versus Atlanta. Buffalo's two touchdown favorites as well. So I do think he'll be dealing with some positive game script there. So, yeah, Zach Moss was activated for the first time. He had been uh, deactive or inactive the two previous weeks. Uh, he had a he, – I think he finished with between six and eight carries, eight into Singletary's work a little bit. Previously, with it, when he was inactive, Matt Breida was active, who just wasn't even on the field. I think Singletary played like 97% of the snaps when Breida was active and Moss was inactive. So if – Moss is going to once again be inactive where I think there's a good chance of that happening. I absolutely love Singletary's combo props. Also waiting for his rushing attempts. I imagine it's going to come out between um, anywhere between 11.5 to 13.5. Uh, without Zach Moss, those are both uh, numbers that I'm absolutely going to be looking to play over on. Yeah, I like that. All right. So we can recap what we did submit as picks here for the show. Um, Connor had, uh, of course, layup in Connor land. Zach Wilson under 203 passing yards. Uh, and then kind of a correlated prop with that game environment in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers under 265.5 and A.J. Dillon over 47.5. Uh, I had a couple of Rams props. Cooper Cup over 106.5. Uh, Sony Michelle over 68.5. Again, he's not coming off the field. He's going to get fed there. Uh, Chuber Hubbard under 40.5. Again, that's moved a little bit. We're seeing like some 38s, 30 and a half, 37 and a half on Chuba. And I think that's still fine. I wouldn't go much below that though. And uh, I'm not really interested in 40 and a half and like minus 150 or anything. Just not personally the style that I prefer to play. Uh, Alex had a couple with DeAndre Swift coming back and uh, apparently getting fed in his last game of the season because they were going to bench him for week 18 over 24 and a half receiving yards. And then a really nice play I like on Odell over 49 and a half uh, there as well in that Rams game. So, all right, uh, continue to fire off questions. We do our best here to run through them and then get to uh, the prop tool picks of the week as well. Uh, let's see here. Adam wants to know. Uh, hey, boys, it's been a while. Hope all is well. Thank you, Adam. You as well. Happy New Year. Cole Beasley over 40 and a half yards. So I'll say this, like Josh Allen's going to have a clean pocket. Like the Falcons have the worst pass rush in the league. It is non-existent. Uh, last week against Tim Boyle, they got zero pressures, zero pressures, zero sacks against Tim Boyle and the Lions. It's going to be clean pickings for whatever Josh Allen wants to do tomorrow. Uh, very well could be Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, though, to me, might be one of these guys that I was referencing earlier who tested positive, and maybe he's, even though he's going to play, maybe he's not 100%. Again, I have no way of knowing that. Our projections have him at 45. Uh, do either of you have a, a lean on Cole Beasley? Uh, for a lot of the things you outlined personally, Ryan, I feel like this is going to be a Stefan Diggs uh, sort of week. Um, so, yeah, looking at 
Buffalo pass catchers, I have a lot more. Obviously, we're dealing with much different numbers regarding uh, Diggs and Beasley. But, yeah, I think that for a lot of the, the things that you suggested, the lack of the pass rush, um, sort of allowing you know um, Josh Allen as much time as he wants in the pocket, that's going to allow some of those uh, intermediate to deeper routes uh, you know, sort of to develop. So, yeah, I am kind of more inclined to look towards um, basically Stephon Diggs or Gabriel Davis if he ends up playing as well. Yeah, the only yeah. really good thing going on in the Falcons' defense is AJ Terrell, and he doesn't even he doesn't shadow or anything. So, you guys said it well. All right, the people want a uh, live show from the Garden. Um, when's the broadcast coming from the Garden? Uh, and they want to see the cat after hours. So, I would love <laughs> I would love to join you for a you know live show from the garden at we'll, some point. That would we'll be have amazing. to do like a Super Bowl special like next season where we. Uh, we all we all get together and do a, a show from the garden. Live from the um, garden. Very down. Very I can put dueling stools right next to me here. We just all jam in right next to each we'll other. We'll have the cats with headphones as well. They can. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure about four for four's HR rules, but I know that most of the people are very supportive of these tactics. So uh, I mean, it's a very pro garden organization. <laughs> well, when you're in Rome, you do as the Romans, right? You're coming to Rome, so. Yes, we are. Uh, you know. We're fake corporate. Uh, we do our best. Dan, thank you, man. Yeah, it's been a good NBA season. Join us. Get in the streets. Uh, Prop Stars is hanging out with us as well. We're off to a pretty good start uh, on the NBA side. So definitely want to check that out. The Discord uh, is a ton of fun as well. I just want to uh, say I've been hanging out in there. It's a lot of fun. You can interact with me. You can interact with Connor. You can interact with Ryan, some other really sharp people. Uh, yeah. I was also really surprised by how sharp just the subscribers are, like lots of really informa- uh, really awesome information being shared. Um, mm-hmm. You know, People just recommending plays. I think that's always a really healthy environment, mm-hmm. just getting different opinions and viewpoints. And, uh, yeah, just a really great place to uh, learn a lot, even for people like us, uh, Ryan, Connor, and I. So, yeah, I would uh, definitely encourage you, if you're not a subscriber, to get a subscription. Or if you are a subscriber and you haven't yet you know, gotten into the Discord, get into the Discord. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because we actually hired uh, Dalton Cates from the Discord um, because – he was posting these weekly specials for NFL where I'm like, man, that's like so smart. I'm like, I'm, I'm following this. And then, you know, the first few weeks I was like, wow, we've won like a few of them. And then after a while, it was just like, he was posting like constantly posting smart stuff. And like, same with some of our other subscribers, you know, like Travis and, you know, some of the other guys in there are always posting smart stuff. And I'm like, this is like, they teach me like, you know, or they're alerting us. Like we, we're about to actually release a, uh, you know, something in our discord where subscribers are allowed to alert everyone that subscribes like a bad lines or different things where like the markets are off because we have like, we just really want to build a community where like, I'm not going to be looking at lines scrolling through them every single second. Whereas someone might catch something that's just like way off because it happens every week. Like something's totally off, but you only have a few minutes to act. And so yeah. like, that's the kind of community we're trying to build. And I think that as you guys mentioned, it's, it's going well so far. We, you know, brought on some people on, you know, for the NBA side that are doing content. My, you know, one of them messaged me, uh, yesterday, asking me about someone like, does this guy write for us? I'm like, no, that's just that's just a subscriber. And he's like, man, like he's killing in the NBA. Like, you know, he was killing in the NBA Discord before we even went live with our NBA product. So, like, that is exactly what we want to have because you know we don't have a bunch of people that are you know just waiting for us. And I even this list that I kind of riled off. Like, there have been multiple times this year where. I knew that I was going to be out of pocket for a little bit. And I just kind of said, Hey, these are some of the things that I'm looking for, these spots. And then all of a sudden, like 
I get tagged in the notification, like, hey, it's up here at this. And then we can make the decision on if we want to make a move on it or not. Like, that's invaluable, right? We're, it's, it's like a it takes a village kind of thing where we're trying to collectively beat the books, uh, where it's not just falling on, you know, Connor and I who, you know, have, wear a number of hats. And so it's, it's difficult to just be constantly waiting for things to drop. So uh, our discord is, it's awesome. So especially in a prop market that moves as quickly as it does, it's subject to so much, uh, you know, line movement due to lack of liquidity. So just being on top of things, having information, having people kind of with a pulse or on a pulse, just being ready is yeah, just super invaluable. So yeah, I feel like that community just uh, kind of just, breed success and is just so vital for uh you know just having an edge and maintaining an edge uh in a prop market and shout out to dan i mean dan makes life easier for all of us by tracking all of our stuff and helping us understand what's working and what isn't working and uh he is an invaluable piece behind the scenes so shout out to baby calves and all that he does for us in their public, uh, I mean, if you guys want to know, like, who we are, why we matter, or if we suck or not, like, you know, you can come see all of our picks on our Google Sheet. Uh, yeah. It's free. I mean, like, anyone can look at it. It's not, you know, we have nothing to hide, you know. Uh, if we're having a bad, you know, few weeks, you know, it doesn't feel good, but, you know. It's there. It's part of the biz, so. Yep. Connor's um, having a great season, but he is uh, stuck 20 units on uh, Jared Patterson props, so just ignore <laughs> that portion of the results and – uh Everything else checks out great. Yeah, Connor's been, you know, he had a little lull to start, but man, he has been like just printing for weeks. He's been, uh, he's been crushing. So I'm going to do my best to catch him because my future car looks better than his, but uh, he just keeps pulling away. So again, that's good. Like it's uh, like a healthy competition, but I, I could not be cheering harder for Connor to just continue to kick ass down the stretch and run away from me and make it hard for me to catch him. So it's good stuff. Um, all right, what do we got here? You guys are watching the uh, Rose Bowl live. We appreciate it. <laughs> We're multitasking, hanging out with us. Uh, people locking in on Swift. Um, morning, there are some. Uh, sorry to me, if you ran, but just if we run out of questions, I know there was a bunch or at least a handful on Twitter as well. Okay, yeah, I'll go find those too. How about Swift? What would we play the Swift number two? Do you have a preference? Uh, so, so the Swift is a little speculative, just because you know I am banking on. A lot of the things I outlined regarding Jamal Williams, uh, you know, we haven't seen a, a sample with Tim Boyle and Swift. So, Tim, this number is a gift in my opinion, absolutely. But I, there isn't a, a large kind of threshold. So I wouldn't play it probably past, um, I want to say, maybe 27, 28 and a half. To me, that's a cutoff. And pretty much anything under 30, I think, is a pretty good value. But, uh, yeah, just because it's a little bit more speculative in nature, um, yeah, I, I'd hold off kind of anything under 30. Plus, obviously, numbers this low, uh, that's a significant amount of, uh, you know, difference between 24 and a half and even, you know, 28 and a half. So, yeah, I'd stick under 30. Okay. Yeah, I think that that's probably a pretty good number there. I would agree with that. Oh, let's see here. What else we got there? Um, Ricky. Ricky, what show are you watching, man? Um, <laughs> Ricky, good for you. Full PPR. Michael Carter, uh, Tony Pollard, or Keyshawn Vaughn. Hopefully you're in the Super Bowl of your fantasy league. Um, I don't know. Michael Carter for me? I don't know. That's a tough spot. Like, it's a gross yeah, game. Like, it, you know, like, again, we talked about how there's no one left in that team. Like, Tevin Coleman's on, you know, uh, IR. Um, I don't know. The, the Bucks are flirting with talking about how they think that maybe Keyshawn Vaughn can handle more, which they have eyes. They know Ronald Jones sucks at football, so – 
I don't know. Either of you have uh, a lean on uh, Carter, Paul, or Devon? Probably, probably Carter. But I mean, I don't. I think receiving work is gonna be key. Yeah. 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 I would agree. I'm gonna have it on the yeah. ground, so he's basically got to catch like four or five passes to really. No, for sure. You know, and there's just so yeah. few uh, passing options for the Jets that you'd think yeah. that uh, hopefully Zach Wilson can utilize you know some of Carter's strengths as a receiver the way uh, White yeah. was early, able to earlier in the season. But yeah. Side note here with uh, you guys are watching, we're watching the Rose Bowl here. Is this like I just looked up the game to see what was going on. This Jay Smith guy has 15 receptions for 346 receiving yards and three decent, touchdowns. Decent day. I, I think that's the most like ever. That's a Jared Patterson day if I've ever seen one. <laughs> He's the Jared Patterson of college receivers. I, I don't even never even heard of this guy. I don't watch much college football, but still. Are you? What, what are we doing with Jared Patterson this week? By the way, like we gotta get. Yeah, is to, like, he? I think he's actually gonna be like have a prop line this week. Almost a half to take Jared Patterson. Max bet the over. So like literally take everything <laughs> you've won this entire <laughs> season, just max it the entire account. But he is slated to get a start, I believe. Right? Is that he is? Is, uh, Antonio yeah. Gibson is uh, going to yeah, be inactive? I mean, imagine not betting Jared Patterson <laughs> overs when he has a chance. Like, I mean, dude, dude's an MF and baller, you know. <laughs> Should be uh, should be interesting. For the record, um, our rankings have Carter um, comfortably ahead, actually. Pollard and Vaughn are a little bit behind, but Carter is the play according to our r- rankings and projections. And our rankings and projections are really good um, over, like, I don't know, a decade plus. So I uh, trust those pretty strongly. Uh, Jason wants to know thoughts on side props in the Dallas-Arizona game. Um Got to come for the Wednesday show. We dig into sides a little bit more. Um, I lean Dallas in that. I feel that the, um, you know, even though I think that line's probably a pick a couple weeks ago, uh, I think kind of the, it's a little bit of an overreaction line, but I almost feel like it's just based off of what's going on with Arizona. They've been really struggling, um, you know, and they have some offensive line issues going into this one as well, which isn't great. So um, I would lean Dallas. I liked it more at a five and a half. Now that it's a six, I don't have a ton of appetite for that. Uh, props I mentioned Ertz. Uh, Zach Ertz receptions is something that I'm looking at. And then mentioned uh, Chase Edmonds if James Conner gets ruled out. But uh, as far as some of the other stuff that's out there, I don't currently have any interest. How about uh, how about you, Alex? Any thoughts here? In Dallas, Arizona? Yeah. Props? Uh, yeah, I – yeah, I personally love C.D. Lamb this week. Um, so C.D. Lamb has actually been – since Michael Gallup has returned to Dallas's lineup and they've had their fully uh, – their the receiver core fully healthy, C.D. Lamb has actually been the odd man out. He's been a part-time player. I know this, like, this sounds crazy, but if you look at um, snap count, routes run uh, – Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper are on the field a lot more than CeeDee Lamb. And for the first time this season, that changed last week versus the Washington football team. While his stat line may be mediocre just because it was, you know, uh, they were just rolled on Washington and didn't really need CeeDee Lamb or they weren't really throwing the ball a lot in the second half. And obviously Dak, you know, sat the majority of the fourth quarter. Uh, I, I do feel in a game that's going to be potentially competitive versus Arizona has the highest total on the slate um, that we're going to see a lot of CeeDee Lamb. He is just a matchup nightmare for opposing slot cornerbacks so yeah i think cd lamb if you get him in the low 60s which he was this morning i may or may not have written about it in my column i think he's a phenomenal play this week a 
especially if that trend continues where he um, ran as many routes as he did last week and he actually um, played more than Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup for the first time with all of them healthy. So if that continues, getting a slight discount on him when he is just a matchup nightmare um, playing out of the slot where he's just been phenomenal, I think, is a great spot to back him. Love it. Uh, I'm going to buzz through some of these because we got a, a good amount. And if you guys have a take or uh... – you know, want me to stop so that you can share, just let me know. Um, how high would you play cup two? You know, our projection is cup at like 121. I'd play it till probably right around maybe 115 or so. Uh, again, I know that's not necessarily a bettable edge typically uh, against our projection. But again, it's just a spot where I think he's, you know, we're looking at like 150 yards uh, in this spot. Like they could easily feed him a dozen targets, a, a dozen efficient targets, and, uh, you know, he probably crushes. So he could have uh, a dozen catches. He could have a dozen. He's been getting like nine, like nine or 10 every game. Ten, we talked yeah, about it last week. Been, last yeah. week, his number for reception was nine and a half. Nine and a half, and he went over. We, we didn't blink at like talking about taking it under. So uh, CPAT under 42 and a half rushing yards. Our projections have CPAT at 44. They have obviously lessened the load of late on CPATs. Um, not a bettable edge for me, but uh, either of you have an interest there? Mm, no, it's, his usage is all over the place, you know. Yeah, Kelsey wants to know about Patrick Mahomes' rushing yards, uh, fourteen and a half. Um, yeah, you can sell me on that. Again, those are kind of like the you know the volatility of the running back receptions, where you know they he could crush this in a massive way. Um, Mahomes' rushing yards in the playoffs, like Connor and I have touched on this the last couple of years. Like Mahomes runs a little bit more when it matters a little bit more. Um, and those are a little bit light sometimes to start. We've had some success with that in years past. So um, anyone that interested at 14 and a half on Mahomes? Maybe in this game. I mean, it's it's a big game. So, a big game. I mean, yeah, like I think that that's like the, if you're going to play it in the regular season, it has to be a big game. If you're playing it like in a game that's like not quite as big, I think that that's a mistake. <laughs> Cat time. Are we gassy? How are we feeling? No, this is my uh, non-asthmatic cat. This, non- is, okay. this is Goose. He's my homie. He's my... What you got there, dude? What is that? A little dab pen or something or what? No, it's just a pen pen. Oh, an actual pen? <laughs> actual pen pen. Pen pen. Pen pen. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we're talking about the Giants quarterbacks. Yeah, the Giants. I would love to take a Giants quarterback under, but they're going to probably use uh, multiple quarterbacks, which is not fantastic. How about Cole Komet? Over 30 and a half receiving yards. I mean, he's been in the mix um, pretty often of late. You know, he gets cucked at the goal line for Jimmy Graham, uh, you know, touchdowns. But uh, either you have any interest in Cole Komet? We have been 35 yards. Yeah, I was going to say I think 30 is a fairly efficient number for him. It's just uh, just minimal upside with his role. Uh, it's the way the targets profile in that offense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you could sell me on it, but uh, – don't have a, I think the number's fairly efficient. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so he's still waiting to catch his first career touchdown as well. Like you mentioned, Jimmy Graham getting all that work. Uh, all of it. He's into oh, his yeah. second season and he's a tight end that's on the field every single down, every single snap, and has not scored a touchdown with the amount of targets he has. That's like kind of approaching into Jacoby Myers. I know he's a receiver, but uh, yeah, Jacoby Myers scored his first career touchdown in what, 48 games with the amount of targets and receptions he's had. So yep. uh, Cole Komet's not far behind. He's, he's due. <laughs> He's due. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is interesting. Uh, Bazooka Sharks. 
Uh, Cooper and Andrews over 14 and a half combined receptions. So this is available on DraftKings and plus 115. I think that uh, that's. Yeah, I've heard about this prop. I, I like this quite a bit. I do yeah. think, uh, yeah, that Cooper Cup is as close to a lock as you'll see a player with a 10 reception line. Like, again, there that is, you know, a monumental number. But if there is a game or a spot and a matchup with kind of every checkbox, your box you're looking to check for Cooper Cup, this is it. So, yeah, like – it's very hard to say a guy is a lock for 10 catches, but if there was a game or a spot where that was the case, it is Cooper Cup. And then Mark Andrews has just been phenomenal. All the re- uh, additional reasons I laid out where I'm very eager and anticipating playing his props because he's also going after uh, some historic record-breaking uh, tight end records. So, yeah, I like them both. They're both going to be heavily targeted, heavily involved, and uh, they have great matchups. They're going to have great games. And I'm in six for each guy. Like and plus money, I think that that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, let's see here. Any thoughts on Damian Harris or Rashard Penny PPR running back championship game? Good luck, um, Lone Meister. Uh, man, I would love to tell you confidently Damian Harris, but uh, looks like Ramondre is back in the mix. Uh, possibly should be a nice spot for Rashad Penny. I can give you uh, a look at what our projections here. You guys have any thoughts here? Um, no, I think that they're just going to run the ball a bunch. I think that's like both teams are. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that both Ramondre and Damien have a good chance of like having a great, great day, but I think the line's pretty efficient. So, yeah, we have, uh, Damien Harris, uh, a tad over Rashad Penny. Um, Keisha wanted to know. So again, 17 point favorites at home against Jacksonville. They are going to be, uh, pounding the rock there. Uh, Edward Gale wants to know about Tyler Lockett over 56 and a half at MGM, Alex. Yeah. I, I have you guys read the report that he lost eight pounds? Um, I wear I dude weighs like 160. I know. What? Anyway, I, I read that like very shortly before coming on here when actually right when I had seen that line drop. So I, I had only a few minutes just preparing, looking at all the lines because a bunch of lines came out, you know, uh, within the last few hours. That was one of them. I'm interested in Tyler Lockett, obviously. But, yeah, I read – one of the first things I read about him was that uh, he lost eight pounds over the past week or due to COVID. So I am very curious if uh, if that is, in fact, true because if it is, uh, you know, fatigue could be a factor, conditioning. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious if that's true. Gonna That's definitely going to be a spot that I research uh, tonight and – uh, yeah, looking forward to learning a little bit more about. Yeah, I, I know you and I were both on that last week, and tough, tough. Yeah, it just never really even kind of materialized. No, nope. you know those are typically spots I don't mind going back to, but like the weather makes me a little nervous here. I know the matchup is nice. Again, like I just think that there could be a lot of running in this game. I think our projections are way over on Lockett, um, and I know Edward. Shout out to Edward. I believe he is a subscriber with us too. So. Um, He's probably seeing that projection or seeing that in the prop tool and thinking that that's a viable play. Um, I'm a little hesitant on it though. So do some research, do some research on him just to, yeah. 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 I I just think that easily him or or Metcalf could easily hit the over um, without, you know, without a a bad kind of like game script or like, you know, yeah. Like, like Russ with those for 150 yards, but one of them goes over. Well, we dispelled, we, we crossed DK off the list last week. We talked about that. You know the oh our theory yeah yeah the OnlyFans yeah. <laughs> I love that story yeah mm. so 
Russ doesn't like that very much. So it's it's lock it or nothing. You know, DK is <laughs> DK unders are where we should be looking. So um CPATs, Matt wants to know about CPATs combo uh Russian receiving. Yeah, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Like again, he's he's getting used a little bit less down the stretch. So it makes me a little bit worried there. Alex is nodding his head like he agrees. Yeah, I do. Just uh looking at I'm a, I'm a huge CPAT truther. But uh, just looking at the usage, it's been uh, down, down the stretch, as Ryan mentioned, which doesn't make sense to me, just considering the state of the team. Uh, you'd think that they'd want to kind of give this guy all the work he can handle. But, yeah, they seem to be kind of uh, limiting him, using him as more of a traditional running back, which also does not make a ton of sense to me, considering his skill set and, uh, yeah, his receiving chops out of the backfield. He's just a just a very, very difficult matchup to cover for opposing linebackers and even safeties. But, uh, yeah, they're just not – he's not getting the targets. He's not getting the work in the passing game. doesn't make sense to me. But, yeah, it's just hard to trust him right now. So, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I just can't trust um, the workload and the volume and the targets. So, it's a pass for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I went to plug in my laptop and realized that my son unplugged me from the wall so he can charge his, like, you know, kids, you know, don't, <laughs> All right, where, where were you? I can, I can, you don't know, have, uh... you know, don't have unprotected sex people. Okay. <laughs> shot props. All right. My boy shot props again. I love He's, shot props. Let's get, we got some NHL stuff. Uh, Cam Atkinson on the flyers under two and a half. I'm guessing this is, Oh, we got a little bit of take. All he right. gave us a he gave us a winner last week. I he just gave us a winner, and there. I tailed, and I'm tailing again. I'm okay. in. Kings yeah. allowed the ninth fewest shots against per game, and the sixth fewest PIM per game. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think what that might be. Uh, PI where uh, f- uh, fewest points. Uh, oh, mm. yeah, don't know pucks. No. <laughs> Penalty in minutes. Penalty in minutes. I Penalty know. in minutes. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, anyway, he's you know hit this in four of his last five and six to ten. So uh, that again is Cam Atkinson on the Flyers. So, Plus one hundred on DK I'm, right now. I'm a Flyers fan, so I like uh, penalty in fraction minutes. Yeah, man, a, I, P, I have no idea. So it's yeah, penalty in fraction minutes. I'm, I'm into that. Uh, I, I don't understand it, but I'm into it. Um, we lose Noonan? Yes. No, no, he's, he's plugging in his computer. So um, shop props, we're going to make an NHL channel just for you. Uh, and then that way you can, you know. I've I've stuff. seen shop props, uh, his results, and they are very – like his uh, season-long results, and they are quite impressive. So. All right. Sounds like that, shop props is looking for, uh, you know. Would not be a bad idea to get him an NHL channel. Slide in the DMs, brother. Um, all right, we got Mike Gusecki under four and a half receptions, minus 166. Mm. I don't know. I mean, there's been some times where Tua has fed Gusecki, I feel like. I don't know. I mean, I mean, this is probably – this is almost certainly a Waddle game. At least, I hope it is. Um, but <laughs> they're starting to design more and more for him and actually get him like, more involved in the offense, I think, like week to week. So, I don't know. You guys yeah, have any I takes just, on Gusecki? I don't, yeah, I don't want to pay that the juice – Titans are actually pretty good at covering tight ends too, especially if uh, Bayard gets stuck on him as well. Then that'll be a difficult matchup for him. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fred wants to know about AB over sixty nine and a half receiving yards. Alex, I, I strong take on this just because I did put out uh, on Twitter uh, a play which was 
Antonio Brown's touchdown. I would have been all over this line had the report about his ankle not surfaced. I put that play out with his anytime touchdown, uh, largely based on you know the notion that he was going to be healthy coming into this game. Uh, I do feel that if he does play, then he will. He is likely to receive a full complement of snaps. But just kind of knowing that, you know, with this guy as broke as he is and uh, wanting to play so badly, if there's a chance that he's not going to play, that ankle must be, you know, bothering him significantly. So, unfortunately, I am staying away from a B as much as I was just, you know, couldn't wait for the spot because, you know, unbelievable matchup on paper versus the Jets. Uh, We all know about the incentives, one touchdown, two touchdowns, like just, you know, down the line, receptions and yards, um, you know, plus there's just no one really to throw to, especially Mike Evans questionable, obviously no Chris Godwin. Um, So, yeah, so everything sets up beautifully for A-B, matchup, incentives, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, just the ankle is, you know, a little bit scary. So I would just hold off and wait to see. But, yeah, if the ankle is potentially going to keep him off the field, it must be pretty significant. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens there. He's a, he's a very interesting play. He's on my list originally. He's uh, he's very interesting in DFS this week. There are a lot of things where I want to see what's going on with AB. So uh, community is riding with shot props as well. Um, also, Troy – Parley Mula. That's a great name, by the way. Like that is like a fantastic handle, Troy. So shout out there. Um, absolutely love it. Love to see it. I'm um, gonna have to get on that as well here. And look at this. Shot props is join the Discord. Uh just, just you know, all the all the warm fuzzies going on right now. You know, we got the community tailing shot props, shot props joining the thriving community, feeding the thriving community. It's a circle of love. It's January 1st. This is the way to set yourself up for a nice, just healthy, profitable new year. So there is a disclosure, though, shop props. If that um, Atkinson prop misses, Ryan said he will remove you from the Discord. Yeah, no, we'll kick you out. But I mean, welcome. But, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it'll be a fun sweat for you. I mean, we only accept winners. So, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. Win, winner GTFO. That's kind of what our <laughs> motto. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas wants to know what team total touchdown props do you like? Um, not a market that I dabble in, in uh, the, the team props, but um, again, you probably, I don't know. I don't know. How, like I'm curious how these are probably priced in relation to like what the total of the game is, uh, you know, what the actual probability would be of the touchdown numbers. Like um, maybe it's something I'll look into in the off season. Uh, I know that these are offered in books, but uh, I, it's in that kind of touchdown prop genre. And I just, I don't dabble in it much from a team total standpoint. I get it because it, it correlates more with team totals in general and game overs, but uh, you guys have any thoughts here? No, I, I agree. Like, I like the team totals rather than this, because I mean, I just think that you can be on the right side of a team total and then not score over the touchdowns. You know, like if say you take over 21 points and they score two touchdowns and the yeah. line, touchdown line for that would probably be about two and a half. But your team total line is 21 and a half, whatever, 20 and a half. So it's like you're going to be – if they hit three field goals, you'd still win the team total, but you wouldn't win the touchdown prop um, or something like that. Like, and they're kind of set, like, accordingly with some juice. So, I don't know. I just think that sometimes that you can have the right handicap. They don't finish in the red zone, something like that. Like, it just seems a little bit more fluky uh, in that sense. Yep. Edward wants to know about Patterson. 
Uh, it makes sense. I mean, our projection is 47 and a half, uh, Connor. So like, Jared? We- oh man, wheels up, wheels up for Jared. <laughs> so, I mean, we got to watch out for that. It's Connor's boy. He's been eyeballing this. He's been continuing to email points bet every week to create a prop and they won't respond to his emails. Yeah. Because uh, I'm harassing them currently on Twitter. We have some major beef because I drove <laughs> to Indiana and I'm in Indiana right now. They do not transfer my balance from in- Illinois to Indiana. They told me, that I need to withdraw my money from Illinois to redeposit it in Indiana. That was really. Are you serious? That's exactly what they told me. I said I was like obviously like fuck off. Like I'm not going to do that. You know, like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're telling me that I got to drive back to Illinois, which I'm going to in like a week. That I have to do the same thing. That's unbelievable. The same thing, just to bet on their platform, which doesn't offer much besides points betting. So, wow. So yeah. So I had an instance of points bet the other day, and they actually handled it well. So I had a free bet. $100 free bet that was set to expire on the 30th. It expired at like 12.01 a.m. on the 30th. When something expires on the 30th, wouldn't that on like... On 31st, on the 30th? In the 30th. So like you would think that it would like, um, you know, that it would end like when the clock turns to the 31st, like because then the 30th is over. So uh, the the bet disappeared I happened to be online at the time and emailed them instantly because I knew that it was expiring that day. So I was starting to think about, okay, what am I going to use this $100 bet for? Uh, and luckily they took care of it. But, I, you know, I did have to have a conversation of logic where I'm like, if something expires on a, that day, like it's when the day goes away, not when the day starts. Um, and luckily the the rep handled it well. Hopefully, Connor, that's, you know, that happens with you to the good people at points bet. I don't know. I don't know. You're <laughs> muted. You're muted. You're passionately muted. Uh, you, you might need a sponsor next year, Connor. That was awesome. That was awesome. I don't know how you did that, but congrats. I mean, Sal, good stuff. That was awesome. Um, that was amazing. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I think we need a sponsor, bet. but I doubt it's going to be. I mean, they're not listening to this. Who, who cares? I mean, I mean, I points, but though, thank you for handling my situation properly. Hopefully, you uh, make right by Connor and uh, and take care of things. So. Like, I should just be able to use my money wherever I am, right? Like, I mean, that's like, it's, it's mine. Like, why, why do I, it doesn't matter what state I'm in. That's insane. Uh, David, a half point PPR flex, uh, Amon Ra, the sun god, Eli Mitchell, or Antonio Brown, if he plays. I mean, that's, that's tough. I think Amon Ra is probably impacted negatively, surprisingly, by DeAndre Swift returning. Because, like, he's literally taking running back snaps uh, for, you know, targets. Uh, so... I mean, Elijah Mitchell's obviously in a really nice spot. Uh, Antonio Brown as well. Uh, I'd probably go Elijah Mitchell, but just because we have questions around AB. Um, you guys don't disagree. I'm going to keep it moving. Uh, in the prop world, Matt wants to know, is there a desired unit number in volume per month or I'm missing for ROI? Example of I bet a total of 441 and Make it 444, Matt, for the brand uh, mm-hmm. last month, and um, and could have bet more. I could. So, like, I, I think I saw I read this. I think that you should just be upping your unit size. Like, if that's if you're betting 400 units in a month, so like just looking at our prop numbers, like I bet like 15 to 20 ish props a week at about a unit each. Um, so, like, you know, I'm ending up with like around 100 units a month. So, like, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's a normal amount for me, I guess. But like, if you're doing 400 a month, you're doing four times that you're doing like whatever, you know, way more than that a week. So I, I think that's like, I think that some people are thrive off volume. Some people don't. 
think it depends on what you're kind of getting at. But I personally would rather raise my unit size, kind of shrink down to like that 15 to 20 range bets per week, and then being able to like cash on that. Because I'm obviously your play should range in like you know level of confidence at least in some aspects. So I agree with that. I would probably do a, a solid unit bump versus uh, volume bump. But again, if you are betting things at a certain edge, like if you have, you know, an edge percent that you were looking to dictate whether that's a bettable line for you or not, like maybe you increase what that threshold is from a bettable line. So like, say if you're betting things where you have a 10% edge, maybe you move that down to an 8% edge and that just also increases the volume as well. So maybe it could be twofold where you're kind of moving, you know, the, the target range for yourself and increasing the volume. So um, do it responsibly, do it for what uh, is not going to, you know, ruin your livelihood uh, or even really ruin your day. Obviously your day gets ruined because you don't want to ever uh, have a losing day, but you don't necessarily want to be put in a spot where you are chasing the dragon the next day because things went poorly the night before. Yeah. I mean, also like, gamble responsibly. I mean, I, I see people talking about how like, you know, they paid for like their Christmas with gambling or they paid for like this, which is like good, but it's like, you shouldn't be gambling money that you needed for those things. Like just, you know, like scale it down a little bit. If that's the case, you know, like, we want we don't want it to ruin anyone's lives because as good as we think we are and you know as good as our record has been we're going to lose sometimes and we you know we don't, we don't want any issues there so yep couldn't agree more uh beast mode michael carter under 43 and a half rushing yards yeah i get it and the tampa bay rush defense is strong our projection is 46 um so it's kind of a stay away from me just because there's really no one else there uh, and even though it's a nice uh tough matchup uh, again he just could get enough volume where that's a problem. And I think Carter's actually pretty good, to be honest. Like, I think he's legit good at, at the game. And, you know, sometimes those guys pop in against bad matchups too. So kind of a stay away from me there. Um, more people happily tailing shot props. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, to uh, under uh, 247 and a half passing yards. Connor, any thoughts on uh, Tua under? Uh, Awful weather never, projected in Nashville. Never, uh, never fading. Uh the Dolphins, but you know, I do think that that's actually probably a sharp take. My only concern would be that they're playing from behind and have to throw a bunch, but still, it's, it's I don't know. I think that the under is probably the right move if you're going to bet it. Yeah. Um, we might need a nice week from Tua, so I can't do it responsibly. Um, <laughs> all right. What else? I think that is about it there in the, uh, in the chats, trying to find any of our listener questions from, um, Oh, Ed had a question there on Twitter. Uh, last two weeks of the season, do you guys find different approaches when finding props? For example, I have to believe some players have just given up. Uh, and he said, thanks for being awesome. Thanks, Ed. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to, like, quantify giving up. Like, these guys are still trying to put out good tape, uh, you know, even if they're – like, think about the Texans. I mean, the Texans and, like, the Lions and the Jags have been playing out the string since September. But, like, these guys are still either trying to increase their playing time for the next year or get a contract somewhere else. So, like, so there are definitely guys that are, you know, always hustling regardless of the situation. So it's really hard to, like, quantify that to have a bettable edge. Alex, do you have any thoughts there? Yeah, no, I would agree. I also think um, this is kind of unprecedented to what we're dealing with as far as, like, COVID is concerned. Like, these last few weeks are kind of not – can't be compared to previous seasons uh, just with the, you know, nature of how delicate things are uh, players 
being deactivated, you know, with a moment's notice, that is a new concept uh, that, you know, never happened in the past or was far more rare at the very least. So, you know, in the past, I would often uh, kind of try to, you know, pounce right away as soon as lines came out. I would look for, you know, inefficiencies, um, try to kind of be uh, there was a lot of value in being first. Now I'm, I'm finding myself being a lot more cautious, kind of waiting until, you know, we have more sort of clarity on the lineup, who's going to be active, who's going to be inactive, just because of, yeah, just how delicate things are right now. So, yeah, I would just say it's unprecedented right now. Uh, it just pays to be cautious as well. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, kind of jumping on something that you find to be overly inefficient. But, uh, yeah, I would also say to be careful, proceed cautiously. Lots of things happening that you can't control for or account for. And, uh, yeah, just to uh, tread carefully. Yeah, I don't remember who made – someone made a great point on Twitter. Uh, it was like in the COVID age – and this more applied to NBA, but also applies somewhat to some position, like mostly the position skill, like, you know, a certain skill position in the NFL. Like you should be adding – in this age, be betting overs early and unders later um, because and if you bet an over early and someone gets announced out, it only helps your over uh, besides the quarterback, obviously. And if you bet an uh, like an under later or you you bet an under like early, you get screwed if someone else like an ancillary, like someone else is announced out and then the, that player is like boosted up the totem pole basically. So like betting an under late actually helps. Plus the, the, with the steam, it usually like especially on big players, it kind of like rises up. So like you're able to take an under later. On that, so yeah, I, I couldn't agree. Said that, but shout out them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I also noticed that I was doing that organically before I heard that take as well. Like just kind of observing, um, you know, my betting habits as well. So yeah, I think that's uh, very, very sound advice. And in the current climate, uh, yeah, just like an excellent sort of rule of thumb or guideline just to uh, you know kind of use. So yeah, I 100% support that take. Organically, did you find it in the garden behind you? It was <laughs> listed as organic in the garden. So okay. anytime, you know, there are organic substances, I tend to meditate heavily on them and uh, <laughs> on them. Do you on them in the lab a little bit? <laughs> a lot of, uh, yeah, they get they get put under a microscope and yeah. Um, yeah. a lot direct of experimentation. Under the sun, direct light under the sun, too, in the microscope. Cor- correct. That's, correct. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've definitely found them in the NBA, Connor. I think it's a good point because, you know, from a content standpoint, having to produce, like, written content early in the day, like, I'm looking for overs for that very reason because it's like I, I don't want to be dead to an under and then three guys get ruled out and all of a sudden the guy who's going to be getting 21 minutes is going to get 32 minutes and then we're dead in the water. You know, my chance to buy out of that, you know, or, you know, hedge with any middles is, is gone before – I ever get the chance. So yeah, it is definitely really good organic advice. Uh, pro organic. Stamp that. Sal. Uh, all right, Sal, it is your turn. It is time for producer Sal's NFL prop tool pick of the week. Again, this prop tool is available with a subscription to four for four. It leverages our projections against the markets, allows you to search and manipulate. If you're looking at different offshores or, you know, creating different lines that you have available, uh, but it pulls in into one spot and is a terrific resource. And Sal likes to uh, get our opinion on something that pops up to him while he was looking at it. So, Sal, bring us the All 
it is a two-headed oh, Debo no. Samuel monster. We have thoughts here. Debo Samuel, first one is receiving yards. Receiving yards over 44 and a half. Uh, our projection is at 70 yards. We are very bullish on Trey Lance and Debo Samuel, apparently. Uh, also, he is looking at a combined over of 70 and a half. Uh, that is on points bets. Um and minus 120. Uh, Connor, I know your thoughts. I'll start us off on some Debo thoughts. Yeah, so, I mean, my take was that uh, originally I actually texted this to you, was that because Elijah Mitchell is back and very, very likely going to play, I would say, like, at this point, like 99%, um, and he's going to see the majority of the work, according to Kyle Shannon, basically handle as much as he can. Um, Jeff Wilson is also healthy. So, you know, Debo didn't really start seeing, like, a rushing role until, like, one of them was kind of banged up and they didn't really feel like they had a good, you know, other guy, you know, they drafted Trey Sermon and it was handpicked by Kyle Shanahan, whatever that means. Um, like he wasn't really used at all in the rushing game until then, like later in the season. So I'm kind of expecting him to be more in like that three to four carry range. So when we took a position on the under 37 and a half now, but now I think it's a little bit different because uh, the receiving yardage, I do think he's going to be more utilized as a receiver as he was early in the season where he was crushing, I mean, like annihilating. Yeah. And so you're getting like 70 and a half on combined. I think he's still going to see some carries. I think look at it looks like the difference here is like we have projected for 21.6 uh, rushing yards. So um, and we have projected for 70 receiving yards. So I think that the receiving yards over, I love it. Rushing, receiving, not a, as much of a fan on because I think that he could legit see like only like three-ish carries. So uh, but again, I think that it's it's a great play either way. Yeah, Alex, what do you think here? Uh, yeah, I actually think Connor hit the nail on the head. I love the receiving prop. I bet the receiving prop myself privately. I also was interested in uh, position in the under and potentially putting out. And then I did see that Connor put beat me to the punch. Was the first person uh, to put out got got the best line and number on the rushing under. So uh, while I, I love the receiving line, I think that the combo prop will hit because of that uh, receive the because the receiving part aspect is built in. But yeah, I think fading is rushing is the move this week. Uh, the number has adjusted though, uh, so I don't think there's a lot of value left in it. But uh, couldn't agree more. I love the receiving line. I do think the other one will also go over uh, just kind. Kind of as a byproduct of including the receiving line. Yeah, to Sal's point, if he gets 71 receiving yards, then it's a moot point, and you're cooking with gas, and it goes over on both, which is, again, possible with how Debo's played this year. Again, like, Trey Lance has been legit bad as a passer so far, and, like, yeah. uh, you know, maybe that's – maybe the getting a little taste of it and then, you know, watching has helped him, uh, and maybe he's prepared in a different way here against the Texans. But – uh you know, Debo again is an after the, the after the catch beast, but I think again the Trey Lance thing also negatively impacts the Debo rushing yards too because Jimmy G's not stealing carries. Trey Lance is going to tuck and run. Like I know, I mean, what are we waiting on, Connor? Eight and a half, nine and a half attempts on oh, yeah. Trey Lance and smash Fire the cannons. Fire yeah, the cannons. so like anything less than ten, I think, is a good bet. Right, I totally agree. So you, again, that impacts Debo as well. There are only so many to to go around, Alex. Uh, yeah, just a, one more point. Just as far as Trey Lance is concerned, just in fairness to him, that first start did come in week five. Um, obviously, he had a, has had a lot more time to prepare 
Um, the reports obviously have been very positive. You would expect that, though, from the team. That was also a very difficult matchup. It was against the Cardinals, I believe, his first start. And uh, at the time, they were playing some terrific football, especially defensively. Um, now he gets a you know much easier matchup versus the Texans. Uh, the reviews of him you know, with the scout team have been all really positive, um, has a lot of healthy weapons. So I do anticipate we'll see a better version of Trey Lance, which may help you know, some of the receiving things for uh, Debo. I also like George Kittle a lot this week personally, but uh, yeah. Yep. So interesting look there, Sal. We appreciate it. Uh, as always, Sal's been crushing those, so they are definitely worth your attention. Um, Matt had a good question here. Uh, when you know about an NBA show, uh, yeah, we have some discussions that we might have an NBA show coming soon. It's going to look different though, because NBA props are so hard. Like they are like, I don't know they, they move so quickly. Uh, it is almost impossible to do it right now, which is kind of why like things are stalled as far as us, you know, going live with anything there because the COVID news, like you literally have to be, the show would have to start like 30 minutes before the first tip of the first game. We've yeah. had guys getting pulled from layup line testing positive this week. Like it is just a, an absolute mess. I really genuinely think the best way to attack and like NBA props right now is something like a discord chat where when there's the ability to actively notify you when we're on something immediately. Uh, and then we can kind of react to news as a community. Um, it's just really hard to, to do a show like that and have it be timely and relevant for you. You know, we do a show in the middle of the day and then you listen to it an hour before tip on your ride home or something like that. It just, it very much could be dead information. And that's not something that we want to uh, put out there for you. So we're working on it. We definitely want to, we want to continue to invest and grow our MBA product. That is why we brought Alex on the team to continue to do that. Um, so we're figuring it out the best way to do it to get you guys actionable uh, bets that you can make and make money. So join the discord I'm telling you it is worth it right now. It is like $44 till the end of February, um, which is super cheap. But then again, um, if you want to hold off and wait till March 1st, you get the new subscription for an entire year. Uh, that is definitely the way to take advantage of it. So, uh, all right. Um, that wraps it up. Enjoy doing this as always with you gentlemen. Thanks for being flexible and hanging out with us on a Saturday night instead of a Friday. We'll be back to do it again for week 18. Again, we'll be doing this up until the Super Bowl. So uh, hopefully maybe we get back to our Friday spots. We'll see what the world holds as far as COVID news and all that stuff. But uh, we're going to continue to do our best to make it a show that is actionable for you. To my point. We want to make sure that uh, we have stuff that we're betting and stuff that is actionable for you to take in the moment. So for Alex and Connor, Producer Sal, I'm Ryan. We'll see you next week.